Good morning and welcome to the Bible Broadcast. I'm Mark Lindley, preacher of the Chapman Church of Christ. I'm very glad you're in the listening audience this morning. I hope the things taught on this program will be helpful to you. Before getting into the study, I would like to invite you to our services at Chapman. We meet each Sunday morning for Bible study at 10 o'clock. Our regular worship hour begins at 1045. Then we have another period of worship each Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We also meet each Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock for a midweek Bible study. We would be honored for you to visit any of our services. We cordially invite you to come and be with us any opportunity you have. Thank you so much for listening to the program this morning. In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, the Bible says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. In this text, we read about the noble Bereans. They were noble because they were diligent students of the Word of God. They wanted to know the truth. The Bible says they searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. They knew that some things they heard may not be true. And that principle is a principle we need to emphasize in our day. Not everything that is taught is true to the Word of God. And that's why Scripture encourages us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Back in the 16th, 16th century, there was a man by the name of John Calvin. John Calvin was a French theologian who had a great impact on the religious world of his day, and his influence continues to be felt in the religious world of our day. One of the basic doctrines that Calvin promoted is the doctrine of unconditional election. Unconditional election. Some in Calvin's day believed that doctrine, and there are those today who continue to believe unconditional election. For just a few moments, I want to consider with you what the Bible teaches about election. Certainly, the Bible teaches the doctrine of election, but does the Bible teach the doctrine of unconditional election? Let's consider I want to begin by defining the term unconditional election. The basic definition of unconditional is without conditions or limits. Something that is unconditional has no conditions attached. The word election simply means to choose. Putting these words together, unconditional election, we have the idea that God has chosen certain individuals for salvation and that without any conditions being met. God has chosen certain people for salvation and he chose those people not because they met certain conditions, but God's choice was 
arbitrary, not based upon the meeting of any requirements or conditions. John Calvin, he defined the term unconditional election as follows. All men are not created for the same end, but some are foreordained to eternal life, others to eternal damnation. So, according as every man was created for the one end or the other, we say he was elected, that is, predestined to life, or reprobated, that is, predestined to damnation. That is John Calvin's definition of unconditional election. I want to stress that Calvin not only proposed the idea that God chose certain individuals for salvation, but he also insisted that God chose others for eternal damnation. God chose certain individuals to be saved, and he chose others to be damned. There you have the idea or definition of unconditional election. Well, friend, if that doctrine is true, then I am wasting my time on this radio program. You are wasting your time by listening if you hope to receive any benefit because nothing I could say or do would help anyone to be saved. If there were someone listening to this program who happens to be of the non-elect, there would be no possibility of that person ever being saved. And if someone were listening to the program who is of the elect, there's nothing that I could say or do that would cause that individual to be lost because God has already done the choosing and he did that before the foundation of the world. His choice stands. It is unconditional. Some people, by God's own choosing, will be saved while other people, by God's own choosing, will be damned. Unconditional election. But now, I want to consider with you that there are two basic usages of the term election. The term election is indeed a biblical term. The term is actually found in some form 27 times in the King James translation of the Bible. When we study those 27 verses concerning election, we find that there have been times in biblical history when God chose certain individuals, families, or nations for specific purposes. And yet, God's choice had no bearing on those people's salvation. For example, in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel, we find in verse 24 that God chose Saul. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 10 and verse 24, And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen, that there is none like him among all the people? And all the people shouted and said, God save the king. So we find here that God chose Saul. 
But God's choosing of Saul had nothing to do with Saul's salvation. God chose him to be the king. 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1, Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? God chose Saul to be the first king of his people. But God's choosing of Saul had nothing to do with Saul's salvation or damnation. And so sometimes the word elect or election or choose is used in that sense. God chose certain people for specific purposes that had no bearing on their salvation. There are other usages of the term election in which we do find salvation is involved. For example, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Notice, I endure all things for the elect's sake. Paul writes, Who are the elect in 2 Timothy 2 verse 10? They are the ones who will enjoy salvation in Christ Jesus. And so we find that the doctrine of election is found here in 2 Timothy 2 verse 10 and in other passages as well. So we have established that the term election is a biblical term. We have also noted that sometimes God chose people for specific purposes, not for salvation, but he chose them for other purposes. And then we find there are passages in which God chose people to be saved. But that leads to this question. Was God's choosing conditional or unconditional? While it is true that God has chosen or foreordained people for eternal life, does that mean that God's foreordination, that God's choice was unconditional? I submit to you that the answer is no. Just because God has chosen does not mean that his choice is unconditional. Consider Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. This is perhaps the most extensive passage in the New Testament concerning the doctrine of election. I won't read the entire passage, but I want to read a few verses that have to do with election. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, 
according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Notice in this passage the term chosen, Ephesians 1 verse 4. Notice also in verse 5 the term predestinated. And then in verse 6 the term accepted. This passage clearly teaches that before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 1.4, God chose. He chose for people to be saved in Christ. He predestinated that there would be people who would be of the elect and they would be people in Christ. But again, we ask, were these people under consideration chosen unconditionally? Well, let's consider that. Now, Paul wrote these words to the church of Ephesus. The book of Ephesians is actually a letter that the apostle Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus. And we learn that the Ephesians believed the gospel, Ephesians 1.13. And we learn also from Acts chapter 20, verse 21, that the Ephesians repented when they heard and believed the gospel. They repented of their sins. And we find in Acts chapter 19 and verse 5 that they were baptized. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, Acts 19, verse 5. And friend, that is how they became the elect. God has chosen people for salvation, but people are chosen in Christ, Ephesians 1, verses 3 and 4. But you see, we all have a choice to make as to whether we will get into Christ. How does one get into Christ? The Bible says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The Ephesians chose to get into Christ. And that's where people are of the elect. God chose, but God did not choose individuals. God's choosing is class election. God has foreordained that all people who get into Christ are people who will be saved. But you have a choice to make. You can choose to get into Christ, and you will be of the elect. And if you are in Christ by virtue of obedience to the gospel of Christ, then you are of the elect. But you are in Christ by an exercise of your free will. According to the doctrine of election, man has no free will. I am thankful that the doctrine of unconditional election is not true. It is not found in the Bible. Rather, Jesus invites all to come to him for salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Why would Jesus invite all to come if all can't come? You see, Jesus knew that all men have free will and we can choose to respond 
to the love, mercy, and grace of God. The doctrine of unconditional election makes God a respecter of persons. God would choose some and damn others. But friend, that is not what the Bible teaches. All can be saved who will be saved. Revelation 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say come. And that passage goes on to say, whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. God chose that all people who get into his son, Jesus, are people who will be saved. And friend, if you haven't obeyed the gospel, do that while you have the time and opportunity. Let's resolve that we will always study God's word and we'll draw conclusions about doctrine based on the evidence of scripture. While the Bible teaches election, it does not teach the doctrine of unconditional election. Thank you for listening to the program today. This program is brought to you each Sunday morning by the Chapman Church of Christ. If you have Bible questions or comments, or if you'd like to have a free audio copy of today's lesson, contact us. You can write to us at Chapman Church of Christ, 250 County Road 550, Ripley, Mississippi, 38663. You can reach us by phone at area code 662-837-7012. You can find us online at chapmanchurch.com. Also, look for us on Facebook and YouTube. We're out of time for today. Please tune in next Sunday for another message from God's Word.